welcome back, everyone, to After the Checkers. I am Kyle Hall, and that guy right there is Corey Merworth, or as the announcer calls him, baby brother Corey, because uh, they're all baby brothers. You're the babyest brother of the Merworth, as I call you guys, the triplets. Of course, you're not triplets. Um, welcome to After the Checkers, Corey. How the heck are you? Good. How about you? Thanks I'm, for having me. Yeah, no problem. I am excited to have you on the show. So, um, this will, we'll, we'll have to get Brandon on the show because your sister's been on. Now you'll be been on Brandon will be the, the last guy to be on the show. We'll have to get the, uh, you have to get the number seven on the show here eventually. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so up front, some housekeeping things is Corey is working. Like he's not right now working, but he's working on the road. And so he's coming this, he doesn't have these beautiful, uh, wallpaper and and pictures in his living room or in his bedroom where or his or his shop where most people record that he's in the lobby of a hotel somewhere in Iowa is where he's at right now and so uh, I appreciate you taking the time out of um, what I'm sure is a super busy day to to get the interview in yeah thank you yeah you definitely won't find these in in home in my room that's no exactly exactly and so uh well very good so we 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 started talking about your job and that sort of stuff give us give us all your sort of particulars how, how you're from St. Stephen Minnesota is, is where hometown is correct yep yep, yep. and uh, how old are you Corey 20 you're 20 okay yep. so uh you can't even come back to the hotel and and have a beer and relax no not not legally no not legally <laughs> yeah it's a very that's uh that wasn't admitting anything, was it? Exactly. No. Um, and so turns out I work with everyone who's older than 21 and they're yep. staying in the same hotel. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, so you're uh, you're on the road most of the time for your career. How long have you, and I guess we should let people, your alignment, like you're the guy that puts overhead power lines so that we can all have uh, the internet and power and electricity and all that stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. nice. And how long have you done that? Uh, I actually just started here probably five months ago now, roughly. Okay. I was on okay. the railroad before that, the BNSF. So, yeah. Tr so you you clearly like jobs where you're away from home a lot. No. No. <laughs> you just choose jobs that are away from home a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You were telling me, though, this particular job, you're – now is, is there maybe a busy season will it get busier over the summertime or is you as busy as you're ever going to get um no I guess summer yeah is busy but that's just because days are longer so we can work longer yeah I don't yeah. think they really ever really don't struggle to find work I don't think yeah I'm sure not yeah there's a a, a billion miles of uh power lines around the world and and uh they've all got to be replaced pretty frequently I'm sure upgraded different it seems like our, uh, the times where I've seen it it's they're taking old telephone poles and putting in new telephone poles so that they're less I suppose they're less brittle more more durable less likely to break kind of a thing in a storm yeah the longer the power's on the more they're getting paid that is exactly right so um and so but you were saying you literally work like Monday Tuesday Wednesday and then half a day on Thursday and then you're out, like you get to go home. Yeah, as long as everything goes good, I guess. If we're not behind them. Thursday around 12, 1 o'clock, we're gone. 
That is awesome. Like there, there's a lot of people super jealous about that. Now the work is hard and, and you're outside and it's cold and uh, it's not exactly um, the safest job in the world. I wouldn't imagine like you're dealing with lots and lots of electricity and all of it will kill you. Correct. Yeah. You only get probably one mistake, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, uh, not a lot of guys that have made a lot of mistakes on that job, <laughs> at no. least not when they're holding on to the wire kind yeah. of a thing. And right. so, um, so, and then just the other sort of little housekeeping thing, because I, I know a lot of women think that you're the cutest little thing that there ever was is, uh, are you, are you single? I'm not, no, you're not single. Okay. Well, a lot of broken hearts. Okay. Do it. Do I know who this girl is? Um, uh, probably not Megan. She's Megan near garden. Okay, is she a race girl? Like, is she is this going to interfere with uh, with climbing through the window of a race car? Because she she's <laughs> we need to meet this girl and find out if she's going to support racing or if she's going to be like, can we go to the movies tonight? And it's Saturday night. <laughs> no, it's so far so good. She's uh, Zach Schrader. That's oh yeah, cousin. I know. Yeah, cousins. So nice. Well, she's yeah. Then then she's full blown race car girl. So that's. Yep. That's good. Nice. So does she clean your car? Yeah, she helps. Oh, so yeah, then she's in. Yeah, that's the kind of girl you marry right there, man. Right. So, <laughs> okay. So you are the youngest of the Merriworth triplets, as as the announcer calls you guys. Um, there's the seven, the 17, and the 27. Um, and so you're the 27 of that. And it it seems obvious, but maybe it's not so obvious. There's a seven, a 17, and a 27. Is that completely planned? Uh, the first two weren't, I don't think. I just figured I had to keep it going. So. Okay. So so Ashley is the oldest. She's the like Ashley, world famous Ashley Merriworth, the St. Stephen sensation, is the yeah. 17. She's the middle one. And so Brandon, did he choose the seven? Yeah, I, I don't really know how that worked. I think he just chose it. Okay. And so then you seeing a little bit of a pattern there just stayed with the pattern. So you're a seven, a one, seven and a two, seven. Right. makes it easier to remember. Yeah. For dang sure. You know, which car to walk to then. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so no big giant as far as like um, master plan when it, when it came to that, Uh, like it would be interesting to ask Brandon, that'll have to be a question when we get Brandon on the show to did he deliberately choose the seven because Ashley was already the 17 kind of a thing. So, um, and you all three started in Hornets, correct? Yep. Yeah. And so who, which one of you is the best Hornet driver? Oof. Probably, probably Brandon. You think I was, honestly, I was going to say you. Me? I don't know about that. I think you were like, there's like all three of you had pretty good success at it, but and maybe my memories just faded from because they were Hornet drivers a long time ago, and you were a Hornet driver just a couple three years ago. Um, man, like you were you were pretty dominant during your heyday in the in the uh, in the Hornets for sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It was fun. It worked out. Car worked good. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, I mean, those two they got with Ashley and Brandon, all the advice in the Hornets. So that helps. There you go. Yeah. It's the trickle down, like all of the mistakes that they made. If you're smart enough to 
to listen to their advice and not make the same mistakes, that's pretty good. Plus the two, the guy tuning the car, like he, he got to work. He knew what to do. He didn't have to do any trial and error when it came to referring to your dad, I would assume is the, is the guy tuning the car. Uh, He, he had all the secrets already worked out with those two. Yeah. Yeah. If it, uh, if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be no, there wouldn't be no car. Yeah. Well, I think there wouldn't be no 17, seven or 27 without, without. Yeah, for sure. And so he might be the hardest working guy in the pits. Like there's, there's a lot of guys that have, you know, that run two cars uh, that show up and they have helpers with them and that sort of stuff. Dan technically runs zero cars and works on three of them. And so (laughs) definitely gets underlooked. I think it's, at home that's all he's doing he's going to todd's to work on the cars or he's got two in the garage swapping one out whatever yeah doesn't yeah. stop he's going. that which is i mean hopefully you guys are are letting him know your your extreme level of appreciation for all of that because there's it's it's uh as a dad it's super cool to be able to do things with your kids but i also know that you guys are are you're the youngest and you're 20 and you're in Iowa most of the time now. And so it's not like he gets to spend time working on those race cars with you. He's just working on the race cars. And then the time is at the racetrack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I think, I think deep down he likes it, but I don't don't know. Some days it gets a little stressful. (laughs) I would imagine it does get stressful, but for sure he loves it. Otherwise, like no one's going to do that much work because without love in it kind of a deal. So, uh, um, I mentioned to you before we before we started talking here, you, your brother and your sister in Wasoda National Points somehow or another worked it out where you are the 12th, 13th and 14th ranked drivers in points in 2022 national points. All, of course, you guys run the Midwest mods, the B mods. You, you, you finished 12th, 13th and 14th. How is that even possible? Yeah, I, I didn't even, I had no idea until you said that, but I, I have no idea. <laughs> it's crazy. And especially because Brandon, Brandon raced very part-time. Like he, he might've had the most, well, not might, he for sure had the most success, you know, win wins in, in 2022 out of the three of you. Um, but you and Ashley raced more consistently. And so three very different paths to get to those points in it. And it, it ended up being Brandon, Ashley, and then you in the 14th spot. That's to me, that's just crazy that you three on completely different schedules, racing at completely different tracks, all ended up right next to each other in national points. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it always goes that way. They'll be to a race with 40, 50 cars and we're all three still in the same heat. Same you will, yeah, all in the same heat. And then you'll all line up and then you sort of always find each other on the track, at least at the tracks where I've watched you guys or, or talked about, you know, being the announcer. You guys always seem to be right next to each other on the track kind of a thing, which is, is that a comforting thing or is that a, uh, would you rather not be racing around your siblings? Uh, in a heat race, no. No, don't like it at all. Yeah. And why, <laughs> why is that just because someone's why, I guess, why, why would you not like it? Well, I don't know. Since someone's got to start further back, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. 
the features are fun when we're all by each other, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd say features are more fun for sure. And then in the heat race, it's like you say, it's because somebody's if if you get beat or if they if you beat them, then they're you're not lining up next to each other in a feature race at that point. Right. Potentially then, not. Yeah. Then all three of you can't really do good, I guess. Yeah. Someone's doing better and someone's doing worse. I and it's it, it like do you guys I know when I raced, I would, you know, you'd see the lineup for your heat race and and you'd inevitably look at the other heat races in your class and be like, why couldn't I be in that heat race? Like, do, do you look at races and see who's in your race and go, damn it, like this, how did I get in the loaded heat? Like there's, this is all the fastest drivers are in my heat and I wish I was in that other heat. Do you ever do that? Yeah, I mean, in the Hornets starting out, I did a lot more, but. I don't know. It seems like with the B mods, everything's a lot more even or tune based, I guess. If, if everything's it, it, on point, anybody could really win. Well, and plus you are the fast car in the, in the B mods. Like you, you are the guy that everyone's like, damn it. The 27's in my heat race. Dang it. Um, although there is more than one 27, right? There's, there's some other guys that are 27 that they, people might say, damn it about too. It's a fast. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot more so Baker. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of fast 27s for sure. So, okay. So we, we've sort of talked a little bit about that. You raced Hornets. That's kind of how you, you got into racing as far as like getting into the car, your family, and then your relative, like your extended family have been in racing for decades, like decades and decades and decades. Yeah, I don't know how many years exact, but I think it started with Ryan and Justin Jones and Bill Jones and them. Oh, no, it was way before Ryan and Justin. It was it was their dads that were racing before they were for sure. And so yeah, but that, that's what got us started, I think, when Ashley drove. For them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so we're talking about like the, the Bud Jones and Sons Jones family. And so that is your mom's side of the family, correct? The uh, dad's side. It's their dad's side of the family. Okay. So, so it'd be like your, must be your grant, like your, how, how, where did the Joneses come in from your family? If it's on your dad's side is like your dad's mom, a Jones. Yep. Yeah, so your grandma. Okay, perfect. Yeah. 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 We're not doing genealogy here. We don't need yeah. to know the exacts, but there's uh so the Jones family is they've been racing forever. And then probably a couple of people went and watched it. Ashley decided, hey, I could do that. Or maybe they kind of like pushed her into the car a little bit and she went and did it. And then you guys just all followed in her footsteps. Um what did you love about Hornet racing? Oof. no maintenance <laughs> yeah very little for Oof. sure Low maintenance i guess uh cheaper a lot cheaper um i don't know it seems like everything was a lot more competitive i guess even with half the power i don't know <laughs> well for sure i mean there, there's i've said that i've made that exact point several times that it doesn't whether you're in a Hornet or you're in a late model or kind of anywhere in between, everyone around you is, is kind of doing the same speed, right? Like there's, it's relative to the other cars. Everybody's going faster in a late model or a modified or, or whatever than they are in a Hornet. But 
relative to the car next to you, you're all going into the corner side by side. And whether you're going in at 50 or 60 miles an hour or 90 or 100 miles an hour, it's all relative. And I would contend that the adrenaline is is the same either way. Like, I mean, you would be a great example. A, a B mod is a faster car than what a Hornet is in the in the hierarchy of classes, right? Is mm-hmm. there is there more adrenaline going into turn one next to somebody in a B mod than there is in a Hornet? Um, I, no, I think the Hornet would get you going more. I mean, really? Okay, I would have well, never guessed that either. It was more. I mean, you look at it in the way of like a beginner class, I guess, kind of, or what it's meant to be, I guess. Yeah. You never really know what I'm sure people thought that about me too. Like, oh God, this kid's gonna demolish my car in the first corner. <laughs> well, you never did like that. Like, you were a pretty clean driver most of the time. Yeah, I, I think so. I, at least I like to think so. Try to be, yeah, yeah. The opinions differ, maybe. Like, everybody's got a, a rub or a, a bump that they somebody else didn't appreciate, but that's whatever that's racing that's the fun for me that's the fun part about racing when it gets to be slammy like when people are like you know the old eight tires or 12 tires turn better than four like that door slamming and just ramming into each other that sucks it sucks as a spectator as an announcer certainly as a driver as a car owner those kinds of things just hate it but um rubbing is racing and that to me is my favorite part where it's just a little bit of everybody's just going right to the edge. And and if you bump and touch just a little bit, man, that is the best for me. I love that part. Yeah. I think, I think that really is what get the fans most fired up there. Yeah. Yeah. And does it for you, does it, is that, do you, do you enjoy a extremely close side-by-side racing? Yeah. If I could do that anytime I would. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so you, you went from Hornets. Now this will is this your third or fourth year in a, in a B mod? I think it's your third, right? Yeah. I think two, yeah. Two years third. ago was your rookie class last year would have been second year. And so this will be yep. coming up your third year. So, yep. um, and, and enjoyed some success, got a handful of wins already in your, in your very small rear wheel drive career. And you kind of come out of the gates a, a lot stronger than what I think people expected you to, for sure, going from front wheel drive cars your whole life to jumping into a rear wheel drive car, open wheels, all that kind of stuff. Is there, did you have that expectation or did you surprise yourself at all? Um, No, I guess it started off pretty rough. We'd practice at Raynard a couple times with Todd Reiser's car. And I could not get the hang of it to save my life, I guess. But I don't know. Just keep practicing, and then it finally came together. But it definitely did. You're you're super fast, B mod driver, and and right there with your brother and sister, and and everybody else for that matter. You've got some at least one prestigious win under your belt, right? Yeah, one at the the Piston Cup. Yeah, yeah, which is that's a fun race to win for sure, and yeah. so. Um, do you have the desire to move up? Like, is there, is, as you get a little older and, and seat time in the, in the B mod is, is edging on, do you want to go into a modified or do you want to go into the bigger classes? Super stock, perhaps put some fenders back on your car. No, no modified would be, uh, that'd be what I did if I did move up. But okay. No desire a, to get into super. No, 
Really? So, so someone comes along with a truck and a trailer and a super stock in it and says, Hey, <laughs> I already painted number 27 on the door. All you got to do is get in and drive. You'd be like, nah. Well, if, if it didn't have to pay for it, maybe, but <laughs> maybe exactly. So I'm, I'm curious why, like, why is it just a, a love of open wheels or a, a dislike of supers? I think it's just the love of open wheels. I yeah. Don't <laughs> I don't like change. Not, not a lot of change. <laughs> not a lot of change. Well, I think, I think even going to a modified is a lot of change from a B mod, a lot of change. No, oh, yeah, it is for sure. But yeah, same, same concept. I same, guess, same look sort of exactly. But okay. Uh, moving on to the next section here. Four things. I'm going to give you four things. One of these things that you can no longer do for the rest of your life. Okay. So I'm going to give you four things. You have to decide which one I'll never do again. So I'm going to choose you're, you're 20 years old. So social media is a giant part of your life. Would you, would you give up Twitter, Facebook, Snap, or uh, TikTok? Never. You can never do it again. Which one are you giving up? Uh, I don't have Twitter, so I would say that if I could, but that one's pretty easy. Yeah, that's an easy choice then. Yeah, if it was one I had, I'd probably say TikTok drains a lot of my time. It does, it does in fact, like I yeah. just got it because I, I resisted the urge and and like I don't have time to sit there and be an hour. Like you think it's been five minutes and all of a sudden it's an it's an hour and you're just you're still watching videos and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably the one we should all give up. Plus supposedly yeah. it's a Chinese spy app, like the spying on all of us in the America. It's, you don't have, yeah, that's balloons what it going sounds like they got a spy balloon. Now TikTok spy or... balloons. And yeah, exactly. So, yeah. uh, okay. So last couple things here, this next section is called the yourmth.com rapid fire questions. And it's five questions, Corey, that may or may not have to do with racing. Some of these do, some of these don't. Um, and so, and it's all brought to you by uh, Minnesota Truck Headquarters. Their website is yourmth.com. Encourage people to go there, check them out. If you're looking for literally any kind of vehicle, whether it's a performance car, uh, pimped out, jacked up, big truck, uh, commercial vehicles, whatever it is, they got you covered there. So, um, five questions, Corey, question number one of the yourmth.com rapid fire questions is it's a, would you rather, okay. So would you rather never win again or never race again? Ooh. It's a tough, like I thought of this as I was writing your script, I thought, man, this is like a, you can't that's a no answer question but you gotta you gotta choose one i feel like i'm too competitive to if i knew i wasn't gonna win i don't know if i could do it it would be tough wouldn't it like if you know you like there's you're not the best you can ever do is second you're not allowed to win like some force field keeps you from winning so <laughs> is it, it it's an it's a non-obvious like people would go well of course i would keep racing but would you like would you would you race knowing you have no chance of winning? I, I'd want to say I would keep racing, but deep down, I don't think I would. I don't, I would think I would be the same exact thing as you. It would be crazy. No so, can't win. What's that? 
no point if you can't win. There's no point to doing it if you don't at least have a shot at parking it on top of the box, for sure. Right. So question number two is you seem, all three of you seem, your sister's maybe seems like the fieriest, like she might have the worst temper or the quickest temper of all three of you. Brandon, I don't know that I've ever seen him mad. Like there's been some times where like Brandon should have been super mad and I've never seen him. And you are the same way. I don't know that I've ever seen you even get a little bit upset. Um, but is there anything that just pisses you off? Like just instant. Hmm. I don't know. I guess if those two beat me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like, but not really like you're, you're happy for them, but you're maybe frustrated with you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's always just a goal to beat them. Yeah, for sure. And you <laughs> if do I don't win. Then if I beat them, that's a win. So. That's that's it. Yeah. It's a, it's a good consolation prize. So, okay. <laughs> um, what is your, this is a, it's wrapped season right now. People are sort of unveiling what their car is going to look like in 2023, getting their wraps redone. And some people change their wrap every year. And some people it never changes from year to year. Um, what is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to wraps? Is it like the way that it looks, the colors, the, some people put a nickname on the back of their car, or some clever saying, or like, is there something about wraps? that just like yeah that's so stupid no i mean maybe the sponsor stickers sometimes if people have too many sponsors and they're too small they're just tiny yeah yeah it's just them. it's just a list of businesses on right. the side of the car yeah but yeah. that's probably because they're good so i don't know there, there's just... a lot of people that want to support those guys for sure right mine is um and now I've, I've seen your sister's potential wrap for next year. And, and so she's going to be mad at me. Mine is where the number isn't on the door. Like numbers are on the door and that's the only spot that they should be never on the sale panel, never on the quarter panel, like numbers on the door. Like that's, that's mine. As the announcer, I want the number in the same spot on that car every time. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you there. Where yeah, all, the sponsor is like the whole. Right. Yeah, it's, it's on on the door is a big giant sponsor, which I get it. Sometimes if the, if the check is big enough, you'll you'll do whatever the sponsor wants kind of a thing. And and sometimes those cars look OK with the number, not where it's supposed to be. But numbers are big and giant and they're on the door. That's that's my favorite. So um. <laughs> Number four, your mth.com rapid fire question is what are you at 20 years old? What are you most proud of in your life? Racing related or not related? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Can be, can be racing, can be the fact that, Hey, I'm, I'm out here on the road doing adult things or, uh, like I'm 20 and I'm not married with two kids. Uh, like I've, I've, uh, what whatever it is i've won track championships in racing what's the thing you're most proud of we'll keep it racing related i guess we'll just go with the piston cup win that was that topped it for me yeah it hard. was a cedar it was lake a fun night cedar lake would have topped it but that that didn't go that way so what happened <laughs> like i don't know this story tell me the cedar lake story 
that was the first race of the year last year of I don't know I think I had a, a fairly decent lead and then coming to the white flag I smoked the wall hit a hole oh yeah <laughs> that hurts yeah. like like coming to the white or to the checkered to the white flag I passed the white flag I think or something and then turn two I hit a hole up top and then shot me into the wall pulled you into the wall yep like uh that would that would be crazy heartbreaker like as the announcer i'm feeling that <laughs> like like i'm i'm going through how would i have handled that in my head and it would have been a, like oh my god yeah one of those crazy things and then i would have come down and teased you uh after the races that would have been what i would have done for sure so um yeah so that so piston cup that's a like that's i like that one is that is the announcer of that race i was pretty excited to and you dominated it like you had there was a couple cautions that you'd kind of pulled away and then the cautions wrap everybody back together and the race was yours and not you didn't back into it there was no sort of like well everybody else crashed or pulled off kind of a thing you just dominated that race and won it which is awesome so um last question Rapid fire question is you get three wishes. A genie washes up in the, uh, I don't know, the hotel bathroom of the, of the bath. Like I was going to say on the shore, but <laughs> Iowa doesn't have any lakes. And so uh, a, a, a genie appears on the top of the telephone pole that you're climbing tomorrow afternoon and says, you get three wishes. What, what are your three wishes? Go big and racing. Make so like a, a national thing, like a, like world of outlaw kind of a thing. Um, yeah. I mean, or, or like, USMTS one yeah. of the, like a modified guy. Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or, uh, make a lot of money, I guess, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That would be better. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're racing as long as the bills are getting paid and there's lots of money left over. Right. Then, uh, no more wrecks, no more wrecks. Oh, that would be a good one too. So, so there you're saving money yeah. <laughs> because you're not fixing the car all the time and you're making money. So that's two, or did you say three and I missed one? Uh, well, I guess maybe a crew chief, good, good crew chief. Oh, there you go. Full named time. Dan and your crew chief would be named Dan, right? Well, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. yeah him. <laughs> give him a break. Yeah, yeah, give him a break. He can just drive the the uh, the the semi, the hauler from track to track. That's Dan's job now. Yeah, and yeah. cook. He's the cook and the and the truck driver. That would be a good job for Dan. Yep, a little more Perfect. relaxed. Awesome. So that yeah, that's most people I think would have went with uh, three more wishes. Like at when you get to the to the third wish, you always wish for three more wishes. I didn't think of that. I should have. Well, most genies have caught on to it though, Corey. Uh, and you so they, yeah, you can't do that. They put in a clause now that you can't do three more wishes at the end of it. So perfect. anyways, that is your MTH.com rapid fire questions. The last section, and then we'll get you, get you back to the uh, hotel room where there is no alcohol at all. Uh, <laughs> is the rascal aluminum pay it forward question. And this is where my last guest gets to ask you a question. And then you are going to ask my next guest a question. And so the last guest that I had, oh, and I should tell you, it's all brought to you by Rascal Aluminum, which is it's race car building season. This is 
There was a lot of people that in December and January were building race cars. Now it is crunch time. Like a lot of schedules from the time that we're recording this six weeks from now, we are scheduled to be racing. Whether we will or not depends a lot on how much snow melts between then and now, but we're scheduled to be racing very, very shortly. And so we need to get a hold of Rascal Aluminum, get in, get your aluminum, get the cars built and get going. So find them on Facebook, Rascal Aluminum, get on it, people. All right. My last guest is a is a guy that you're certainly going to know the name of. I don't, maybe you know him well, and maybe you don't know him at all. It's a guy named Chris Steppen. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, everybody has heard of Chris Steppen. He's maybe yep. the most well-known promoter there is. And yeah, so sure. he was on the show last, and his question for you, and it's, it's always going to be family-related with you three, right? Mm-hmm. Is he said, how do you handle it? when when ashley and brandon beat you is that how do you handle that oof i don't know i i don't really get too worked up about it i guess but like i said the goal is to always try to beat them right so if i'm not beating them try to just keep changing things and learning more and change what you need to change and hopefully it works and beat them next time and who who is who doesn't like it? Because I would imagine all three of you have that exact same goal is to beat the other two, right? Who is the most pissed off when they get third out of the family? I don't know. I, I guess I'd probably have to say me or Ashley because Brandon has no emotions. So. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get worked up. You can't get him mad. It's, he, he is railroad tracks like he it's so perfect that he works for the railroad because that is that's his emotion just right there are you excited yep i'm so mad i don't know like it's just it's just even all the time so which is if you're going to be a race car driver that's probably the best because there's so many other people that are that are roller coasters for sure so like me included like my i get my ginger worked up pretty easily when i'm in a race car so yeah. Yeah. So you or Ashley, I would, I would definitely like Ashley seems to one be the one that gets worked <laughs> up the most, but she, at least she shows it the most uh, outside of the race car for sure. So, um, okay. So that was Chris's question for you. You get to ask my next guest a question. And my next guest is the promoter up at superior at Gondick law speedway. And I I'm going to, probably butcher his last name here is his name is Joe Staria I think is his last name we'll find out on the show um I've never met Joe but I I wanted like that's one of my favorite tracks to go watch racing at on Friday nights and what would your question for for racetrack promoter Joe Staria be oh boy um I don't know probably how do they do it I don't or something along those lines what's the hardest part about it because it seems like at granite city anyway they're non-stop i don't know there's yeah well at every track promoters mm-hmm. and track workers it is it is it is very much a thankless job like you you don't get a lot of credit for anything that you've done perfect and you get all of the blame when things aren't perfect. Wrong. Yeah. and so um what do you how do you do it that's a that's probably a good question like do you talk to brian Reedeman 
now after the races and he'll tell you how he was there at all hours through the night Two in the morning yeah brian brian gets off work at at stupid o'clock in the morning and instead of going home and taking a nap or or getting some sleep it literally two or three in the morning he's at the racetrack putting water down and and blading the track out and that sort of stuff and and i think maybe not at that time of the day because that's just when when brian has time to do it that's when he does it but race promoters it's not like you show up at four in the afternoon and fix the track up and and uh we race at six kind of a thing it's never that it is a that track is it's just a bunch of dirt right but man, is it demanding it, man, is it demanding. And, and then all of the other stuff, the food and the drivers and the concession stand workers and all of the other stuff that goes with it, that typically all falls under one person's uh, head. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a very good question. You, you kind of thought, well, I'll throw this out here, but that's actually a really good question is what, what goes into it? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to add to it with your permission, Corey, mm-hmm. how many hours, like on yeah. a, in a typical july week that isn't a special week it's not five races in a row at the same track or anything like that but from a monday through a sunday how many hours is a is a track promoter putting in yeah that'd be a good one there yeah and then hopefully with granite city i don't know if i think are they getting new clay is that that is the rumor that is yeah i'm i'm hoping by the time this airs that there's new clay on the ground I don't have any privy to that. I I know exactly what you know. Um, I know what's going on upstairs, and somebody else knows what's going on downstairs. And so it is. Um, I I know upstairs there's some really cool stuff happening, like that that me and the guy who sits to my left in the announcers tower, Rock, uh, we're we're working on some really cool stuff this summer. Uh, and I that it is definitely the rumor that there is new clay going down on uh, on the GCMP and a lot of it, not like a, a an inch, but like 10 inches of new clay on that track. And so I am I very much hope that is true and hope that it's it is the right clay and that it's great. I do know that if they do put new clay or when they put new clay, uh, I've been told that it will be laser leveled. From from the tires to the wall, there's going to be one consistent thing. Uh, a lot of people complained about down in three and four, there was kind of a, a ledge where it kind of fell off and you couldn't go run the wall in three and four. And and uh, or if you did, you were going to eat the wall, that's for sure. And and I'm told all of that's going to get fixed and, and it's going to be racy top to bottom, one, two, three and four, which I'm excited about. Yeah, if someone's gonna do it, it's gonna be James. I feel it, like anybody else would have definitely gave up. He would have, yeah. That there is no quitting that guy. He is he is the uh I don't know, Vince Lombardi or I I don't like there's just no he will not quit until he's decided he's won. And right. that's awesome. It's great to work for him. It's great yeah. to be a part of what's building at Granite City and and uh and you and your family and all of the people that are at that track because of the Merowitz. It's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be your guys' announcer and be affiliated with you all. Yeah, it's, it's like a home away from home. It really is. It really is have that feeling to it. So, well, Corey, thank you very, very much for being on the show, for being on After the Checkers. And uh, I wish you best of luck in 2013. I hope that way more often than not, 
that you park it in front of the 17 and in front of the seven. That's the goal. Yeah, exactly. And maybe in front of everybody else too. That would be all right if, if that happened a couple other times as well. Yeah, that'd be the plan. That's yeah, exactly. Park it, park it up on top of the box, but very cool, man. After the checkers with Corey Mirrorworth.